0: You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to talk about Meatless Monday, and our guest is the campaign director, Dana Smith. Welcome, Dana. For anyone out there who doesn't already know, what is Meatless Monday?
1: Hi Barbara, and thank you so much for having me. Um, So Meatless Monday, and I'm hoping many of the people listening today, is a global movement that encourages people to cut out meat one day a week. It's a really simple concept, and we focus on the benefits that that has, so we focus on. Um, the personal health benefits and the environmental impact that cutting back on your meat consumption has. Um, The campaign was founded in 2003 by former ad exec Sid Lerner, in conjunction with Johns Hopkins Center for a Livable Future. So the important thing and the cool thing about Meatless Monday is that all of our science and research is vetted by this Johns Hopkins team. So when we talk about um, the health benefits it has, or we talk about the water savings impact. Again, they're all, all sort of vetted by Johns Hopkins. So we feel, um, super clear and comfortable in terms of what we're saying, um, that the benefits are when you cut out meat from your diet,
0: even if it's one day a week. So you have the science backup. Correct. Yes. So now what's your role at Meatless Monday?
1: So my official title is the campaign director, and I sort of oversee the nuances of the the day-to-day that keeps Meatless Monday um, functioning, and then we also have a, a global presence, so a lot of the work I do is speaking to and coordinating with other countries that have Meatless Monday practices and um, sort of figuring out high level strategic partnerships. And again, our overall goal is to get places that serve food on a Monday to be offering really good plant-based options. So, you know, as we all know back in the day, when I think about friends that were vegetarians when I was growing up, they would be offered sort of like a steamed vegetable plate and a baked potato. And um, now, thanks to all the fabulous um, culinary innovation and chefs out there, you know, it means so much more. So we really want to make sure that when people are eating on a Monday, whether it's going out to a restaurant or cooking at home, that there's just a variety of incredible, delicious, plant-based options for them to choose from.
0: So what inspired you to want to work with Meatless well, Monday?
1: Well, I have a background in culinary marketing, and I remember um, prior to working for Meatless Monday, recommending it to some of my former clients. I would say to them, okay, you should kind of promote this on Monday and call it Meatless Monday, whether it was, you know, vegetable or fruit or or legumes or beans. And then when I started working with Meatless Monday, I really didn't even understand the whole package. I wasn't aware of the, I guess, the environmental impact of what we're eating and how what you put on your fork has such an impact. I think most people understand the health-related aspect of cutting back on meat, but the environmental piece was really new to me and I've been there now for seven years and you know, everything I've learned is incredible and it's my job and the team's job to make other people sort of feel empowered by knowing what they eat can have an impact on the environment
0: and as well as their, their health. So you were just talking a little bit about some of the things that you've learned in your time there. But what are some things that you think would, people would be surprised about, about the Monday campaigns?
1: I believe that people would be surprised at how small our team is, yet we have a huge presence. The group is is quite small. As I mentioned, we're um, a team of people with marketing backgrounds, people that have sustainability backgrounds, and we've got a very lean, creative and digital team, but it is small and the campaign, which is part of the Monday campaign, so we have other health behaviors that we encourage people to do on a Monday, has a huge presence and Meatless Monday, as I mentioned, is global. So I think people are surprised with, you know, how much work we do, but more so, how many amazing partners we have that carry on the message so um, Sid Lerner would always say you know work with people who have a bigger megaphone than we do and that is our goal so to work with chefs that have a big audience or to work with educators that can talk to people about the benefits of plant-based eating and this really helps you know sort of get our message out and the other thing I also wanted to mention which always surprises people is that all the work that we do and the resources that we have on our website are for free so anyone can go to MeatlessMonday.com if you're a restaurant owner, if you're a chef, if you happen to be running a food service cafeteria in a university and you need materials to promote it to your customers you can get that all on our website at no cost so really our goal is to take all the knowledge and the data and the research that we're afforded and let everyone else tap into that.
0: So now can you just go over like, in the bullet points of some of the other campaigns just so that people know what other resources you have out there? Sure.
1: So we have um, several other campaigns. And if you're doing any work in an exercise or movement capacity, we have a campaign called Move It Monday. We also have a campaign called De-Stress Monday, which talks a lot about de-stressing and mindfulness. Another one of our big campaigns is called Quit and Stay Quit Monday, which is a smoking cessation campaign. And just as a reminder to get you know, the breadth of information, you can find that all at themondaycampaigns.org.
0: So being we focus on on restaurants here, how does Meatless Monday work with restaurants?
1: It's really interesting. You know, we believe that restaurants have a huge impact on what the public eats. And so we value them greatly. And so restaurants, you know, we encourage them to, Always have really interesting and delicious plant based options on their menu. But what we really want to get across is that they promote them as such, or they promote them as Meatless Monday on Mondays. So, you know, we want restaurants to be able to tap into the Meatless Monday movement when they're struggling with menu development or they're struggling with you know monday's typically being a slow restaurant day we found and we've heard from our restaurant partners when they start to create a meatless monday offering you know they're actually seeing increase in traffic in into their restaurants so you know we're definitely encouraging restaurants to tap into this viral nature of our campaign and what we want to see is that the restaurants find value in it and that Um, customers have way more options to go to when they're looking for something meatless on a Monday and, of course, every other day of
0: the week as well. So can you give some examples of some of the restaurants that you're partnered with and, you know, a little bit of of some of the things that they're offering?
1: Sure. So just recently, um, Starbucks did a Meatless Monday promotion where they discounted, um, I believe it was $2 on all of their meatless breakfast items. Um, That was incredible. And when we see things like that, you know, it makes us feel um, as though we're sort of in the mainstream and more importantly, just that it's available to people. We all know that there's Starbucks on every corner, so. you know, that's something that we're really, really excited about. Um, and then across the board, we work with uh, mom and pop restaurants. We work with chains such as um, Del Taco or Panera, Pret. So it really runs the gamut. Um, and then also we work with, you know, other type of restaurants or maybe more cafeteria style um, establishments um, in, in, in universities, in hospitals, in corporate buildings. So, you know, as I was mentioning before, our goal is to make sure there are good meatless options that people have, have choices and can um, maybe try something new on a Monday or explore something they wouldn't have thought of, but because their favorite restaurant is offering it, they're gonna sort of be inclined to try it.
0: So, do you seek out restaurants, you know, to kind of build the awareness, or are they coming, uh, you know, and looking to you, you know, if they had already heard about you, and you know, looking to you as a resource, or is it kind of a, a little bit of both at this point? It's
1: absolutely both. We have relationships with restaurants that we've identified as you know goal partners for ourselves. Oftentimes, they're not these strictly plant-based, you know, restaurant concepts. We want to tap into more of a flexitarian audience, so it might be a really popular restaurant. It could even be like a burger chain that has a few good veggie options, and that to us is like a key Meatless Monday you know, sort of partner to have participating. So we do plenty of outreach, but I have to say a lot of it happens organically, and and that's the beauty of the campaign because most of it happens organically, and we typically don't know about it until we get a Google Alert or until a friend tells us or until we see it on social media. So, you know, again, the beauty of the campaign is that other people find it extremely valuable and they think about, hey, how can we use you know, Meatless Monday to promote this new veggie burger we're, we're putting out or, you know, a a three-bean chili, for example. And I think it's really interesting that that happens. And we see that organic nature, um, you know, outside of just the, the the restaurant sphere where we'll see um celebrities sort of tap into it and and talk about Meatless Monday. we're like, that's incredible. It's not as though we've met them or have any sort of partnership with them. It just kind of fuels the fact that Meatless Monday is sort of an easy thing that people could get behind to promote, you know, health and and planet.
0: You know, and it it has kind of seared into the public consciousness, you know, you know, people are aware of of the terminology. So, you know, that, that kind of helps the, with the awareness on, on your part as well. So why should restaurants offer Meatless Monday options? You discussed a couple of them, you know, that they, you know, bring more people in, you know, on a day that's not necessarily a huge restaurant day. But what are some other ways that it benefits them?
1: Well, I think for them to stay relevant with consumer demands and what consumers are looking for you know it's definitely our our recommendation that they have plant-based options on their menu yeah we did talk a bit about driving in traffic on what is typically a slow restaurant day in the restaurant industry and and all of that's incredible But truly, a few other things. One, when a restaurant group decides to do something like this, it's sort of putting them in a leadership position that says, you know what, we care about our customers, our employees, we care about their health. We also care about the environmental impact. And so Meatless Monday should sort of become part of their sustainability initiative. So if they're cutting back on plastic or aren't selling bottled water or have uh, structures in place to cut back on electricity and things of that nature. Or a lot of people use like recycled um, materials when they're building their restaurants. You know, Meatless Monday packages that all up and has the, the culinary side of that. So it definitely can show that a restaurant is interested and cares about these critical issues. You know, and then the the fun part is the culinary side. We often hear chefs talking about, you know, how they just love sort of playing with fruits and vegetables and just the variety and the color and the texture and, you know, how you can actually sort of take, you know, a favorite meat item and challenge yourself to, use vegetables to make that. And so, you know, I think that sort of is is the best combination. It's driving in traffic. It's, you know, showing that you care, and it's using your culinary innovation to create delicious plant-based dishes because, you know, we always talk about if it doesn't taste good, it's not going to matter. So we really love, and um, as I was saying before, you know value the 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 culinary aspect of what chefs and restaurants bring to our campaign
0: you know and it's and it's also a, a marketing tool um and you work with your restaurant partners and provide them some kind of marketing help so can you talk a little bit about some of those marketing resources that you make available to the restaurant partners
1: yeah so as i was saying earlier one first and foremost our website is chock full of resources so If a restaurant wanted to put something out and um, promote it as Meatless Monday, but they don't really have the information on why is this important, and they want to talk about, okay, if you wanted to swap a soy or veggie burger for a meat burger, this is the water savings you would have, or the greenhouse gas emission savings, and so... We have all of that information on our website, so a restaurant manager can easily scoop that up and use the information and create, you know, a table tent for that or something they could post on their social media. So all of that is available and for free on our website. But the, I would say, you know, the other thing we usually tell our restaurant partners to do is to tap into our campaign. Just for example, last year alone, our Meatless Monday hashtag had well over a billion impressions and it's growing, you know, every year. And so what that means is... If a restaurant were to post something on social media and say, hey, it's hashtag Meatless Monday, come try our new tofu taco by using that hashtag, they're going to get, you know, greater impressions and greater eyeballs on their post. And so that's a great way and a really easy way for restaurants to tap into the movement. And that's, as I was saying, that's all sort of free and easy to do. And and of course, I will add that while we have a small team, we will answer emails that come to us. So on our website, there's an info at email and, you know, if people need help or they want our assistance or even a suggestion, they can write to us and we will get back to them.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best part. Um. So what, you know, what kind of trends do you see? What kind of uh, recipes? You know, you were talking a little bit about, you know, the, the chefs getting uh, innovation and trying new things. But, you know, what are the trends that you're seeing out there that um, that these chefs are creating? Well, you know,
1: I I had to look back. So every year on the Meatless Monday website, we have an incredible amount of recipes that are sourced from partners in the fields we've we've got them from chefs we've got them from cookbook authors from bloggers and we really do have an incredible recipe database but i was going back because we put out sort of a top list of recipes at the closing of every year we always say like last year we did here's the 21 hot meatless monday recipes and they're the ones that are most clicked on and sought after on our website and every year without fail Uh, this Jamaican jerk tofu recipe is always number one. So when I think about, well, why is that? You know, I I think with plant-based food and especially with tofu, tofu has an extremely neutral taste but will absorb the flavors that you put on it. So, you know, using some of these interesting seasonings really can make you know your plant-based dishes super exciting and and very tasteful and then followed by number two last year was um this veggie meatball recipe that actually comes from our friends at the meatball shop which is um a collection of you know a few restaurants in new york city that really focus on all sorts of meatballs but they happen to have a lot of good veggie items in their veggie Meatball is fantastic. And so what we see is that creating plant-based versions of popular items is sort of the way to go. So if you're a chef or you're running a restaurant and your number one selling item is, you know, like a a beef chili, you can easily make that into a veggie and bean chili. And it's really finding these comfort foods and finding what your customers like but trying to find the plant-based swap. And we also have a ton of information on that on our website. So we have hacks, we have swaps, we have really everything you would need to, you know, create these delicious plant-based items and, you know, essentially what we find is a lot of it is as I was saying, like your comfort food, what's familiar to people, what did they eat, you know, growing up, what did their grandparents feed them? And if you think about a lot of these traditions, they stem from things that grew from the ground or that were all natural or whole foods. And so sort of getting back to that is what we see performs best when you talk about plant-based eating.
0: So plant-based has definitely transcended the trends. You know, it's it's not just, you know, oh, you know, the hot thing of the moment. Why do you feel consumers have become more interested in, you know, plant-based, vegan, vegetarian options?
1: Well, you know, we do have have research on this, and we know that the majority of people are choosing plant-based options for health reasons, you know, and that, and that makes a ton of sense. But we also are seeing sort of this more or greater interest on what you're eating and how it can impact um, the environment. And we see that with, you know, maybe younger audiences or people that are learning about this in school or in, in college and are really focusing on sustainability. And so you know, we we tend to see that health environment and also a cost savings, you know, these are the reasons why people are practicing more meatless eating, you know, whether at home or or when they go out to restaurants. And of course, you know, a lot of it has to do with sort of word of mouth or friends encouraging you to do that. You know, we often hear a lot of examples of children who are learning about this at school and then they bring the information home to the parents. Um, and of course, it's all it's, it, it all comes full circle because then when the parents are picking a restaurant to go to, they want to try one that has, you know, meatless options. And so, you know, the educational component is really important for us. And, you know, we think in turn has a trickle down effect to where people are are spending their their dining
0: dollars. So how did the pandemic affect the Monday campaign? Did you see? more people coming to the website because they were home and they wanted you know to to eat healthier to um you know have more options what have you seen over the past year
1: yeah so the the pandemic was initially very startling for us as many of our partners are in the space of of obviously like serving food and having people gather to enjoy food i mean that is the beauty of of eating and Um, why we all love to share like culinary, you know, experiences and going to restaurants. I mean, most of our conversations and our times when we're meeting friends and family are spent over food and, and together. And so once that sort of togetherness was taken away, it was It was hard obviously on the restaurant industry and we wanted to figure out a way to be supportive and understand what they're going through. So yeah, we had to find ways to take a lot of this online and and figure out what are resources that people can tap into you know we started to we started to speak to some of our restaurant partners and we're trying to get at most of them you know were initially closed and they started to open in pieces and then they were offering delivery and they were all in such varied stages and of course it depended on what what state you were in and where your restaurants were located and you know we really wanted to be a source of guidance or, or help them, but a lot of them were obviously you know, in a very tough place. So we started to think this through and then, you know, we we ended up putting together this really incredible immune boosting package which talks all about the immune boosting properties of fruits and vegetables and beans and and legumes and seeds and you know sort of laid it out in like a cheat sheet which we then offered up to restaurants that showed, um, I'll give you a for example, vitamin A. Vitamin A is found in carrots, sweet potatoes, spinach, you know just to name a few. But it has anti-inflammatory properties that enhance the immune system. So we put together a little cheat sheet that said, if you have any of these you know uh, food items in, in some of your menu offerings, promote it as immune boosting. And you know, the same can be said for for zinc, which is found in whole grains and beans and nuts and zinc functions in the development of immune cells, which are needed for the immune system to work properly. And it goes on and on. And so we ended up again, working with our partners at Johns Hopkins to really identify what are immune boosting foods. And that's what people in this time of coronavirus were looking for. And that's how we sort of felt that we were valuable that how we could be valuable to our restaurant partners and it's been performing really really well
0: so there are some people who say meatless monday just is not enough but so how do you respond to that that you know that what you're doing is you know incremental change
1: we always talk about this and we are Meatless Monday. The The name says it all. We live in Monday. We live in this little space of the first day of the week. And we really believe that change happens incrementally. And we also have a ton of research that shows that. So if someone is to start a new health behavior on a Monday, they are more likely to continue with it throughout the week so for example if someone says I'm gonna give this sort of meatless Monday thing a shot and I'm gonna go all plant-based on Monday usually what comes with that is you know they're feeling good about it they might feel more more energized and feeling good about the decisions they made for their health for the planet and then they're gonna you know practice that another day of the week and another day of the week so we are the first simple step towards moving people down the continuum. We really just believe we are, we are the first step. We want to see people take more and more steps. We are the lead in getting people started. And, and you know, we think that's a super important piece of the
0: puzzle. So what's next for Meatless Monday? You know, what? what is your 2021, 2022? What kind of plans do you guys have?
1: I have to say world domination. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> and I say that, you know, I laugh when I say that, but um, no, it, it's quite true. So, you know, we've been focusing over the past few years on our global presence. It's really interesting. So since we started in 2003, other meatless Monday, um, you know, groups have have popped up all over the world. Again, we don't necessarily, we didn't direct them to do this or know it was happening, but you start to maybe hear rumblings about a group. Um, of course, the the one of the most well known one is Paul McCartney started Meat Free Monday in two thousand and nine, so he's able to get that going with his voice behind that in the UK. And so there are, there's these pockets of Meatless Monday practitioners all over the globe. And we want to, you know, meet them and work with them. And again, like we, the more people that get behind this, the greatest impact that we can have. So, you know, a lot of the work we're going to be doing is, as I say, global expansion and, you know, we always go back to the food and the culinary aspect. Um, We talk a lot about biodiversity, we talk a lot about, we have a, a program going on right now with Slow Food that is called Let It Bean, and it basically looks to the heritage of beans and how local cities in Italy each have sort of their own bean which is like their pride of place and they make all these recipes with it and mayors are getting involved and so again we we want to always come back to the culinary aspect and why plant-based food tastes so good and by the way it's really good for your health and it's really good for the planet so it's it's a win-win all around but you know I do say world domination and And I mean
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Dana. This has been great to hear about all of the stuff that you guys are doing. Thank you so much.